Yo, it is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 108. Uh, yes, I'm going to do my very best to get this thing posted on time. Normally I record on Saturday night and then post it on Sunday, but I'm actually recording this now on Sunday morning, and I'm still hoping that I can get this thing bounced and posted uh, by Sunday night so I can be on schedule. Hope everyone enjoyed their holiday, whether you celebrated or not. Uh, Christmas was pretty fun. I got a five-year-old son, so that always makes it fun, Christmas time. And then, of course, New Year's is over and done with, so we are headfirst into 2022 now. So, um, I know I had teased about doing a themed episode sometime soon. I think I'm going to do that for episode uh, 110. I've already got some bands and songs in mind that I want to do on episode 109. So I'm going to just hold off after that, and uh, and I'm probably going to put a question out there on the Facebook page soon just to kind of get some ideas for uh, some themes that you guys might want to see. So be on the lookout for that. All right, let's start things off here. Very excited about this one uh, out of the USA from Yonkers, New York, which is my father's hometown and not far away from my hometown. Uh, been around since 88. The band is Immolation, and they are uh, definitely one of the uh, godfathers of that New York death metal scene, along with bands like Suffocation, uh, Incantation, although they're you know based out of Pennsylvania. They were certainly uh, amongst those bands in that scene up in the Northeast. Um, but yes, they have been really on a roll. They've never really put out anything bad. I mean, the production was pretty bad on some of their earlier albums, but the, the records were still good records and strong songs. Um, my personal favorite is probably still Unholy Cult, but uh, really they've been on a roll ever since Majesty and Decay was kind of a revival, I guess, as far as popularity goes. Um, and they've just kind of been on a roll ever since. The last album, Atonement, was excellent. Uh, that was their first record with Alex Books on uh, second guitar. He used to be in Incantation, and then he kind of made the switch over to Immolation. But yes, I didn't realize it's been five years already since Atonement came out, but uh, they're about to release their 11th album called Acts of God on February 18th of this year. And uh, yeah, their first one in five years. I can't believe it's been that long, but this is coming out through Nuclear Blast, which has been their label home for the last few records. And they released their first single off of it called Apostle, and it's really damn good. The production's great. Steve, uh, the drummer, just... He's such a perfect fit for them, and he's definitely not slowing down at all uh, over the years. He's just as impressive on this single as he's been on, like, all the albums that he's played on. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I bought a ticket to see them uh, when they come through Dallas uh, in late February because it's an outdoor show. I'm still a bit iffy about indoor shows and all that kind of stuff. Bit of a nervous Nelly. But, um, yeah, it's an outdoor show, and I'm excited because you know, over the years, every time they've come through, there's been something going on that I can't get to the show. I can't go, whether it's work or going to a friend's wedding or just there's been always been something and this time I'm finally like free that day. It's on a Friday. It's outdoors. Got my ticket, and I, I just know that the tour is going to get postponed or canceled. I just know it <laughs> because I'm finally able to go. But uh, anyways, enjoy this new single again. The album's called Acts of God, coming out on February 18th. This is Immolation with Apostle. 
right, that was Immolation with Apostle. Excellent single and really has me looking forward to this new record a lot. I really enjoy that band quite a bit. And uh, again, the last album was just so good. I just know that they're going to keep the ball rolling with another good one here. Um, All right, we're going to go to Brazil here. This band is fairly new. They've been around since 2020. Uh, They're called Fossilization. And I came across them basically as a what were the best EPs of 2021. Uh, I like to check some year-end lists and just see if there's things that I maybe missed and hadn't heard. Uh, So I came across this on some lists uh, when it came to just specifically EPs. But they released an EP called He Whose Name Was Long Forgotten uh, on March 5th. So it was earlier in 2021. This is their debut release. I think they had a demo prior to this, but this is their first like proper release through Transylvanian Tapes. And uh, it's out there on uh, it's on YouTube. It's on their Bandcamp. Uh, so if you like this tune, I suggest you uh, find their Bandcamp and check out the rest of it. Uh, but it's really good, kind of dissonant and dirty death metal, kind of doomy in, in some sections. But overall, I kind of get some Phobocosm vibes. Maybe not quite as just bizarre, you know, with some of their chord choices. But it kind of has. There's definitely some similarities there. But um, really low vocals and just kind of a wall of sound production. So it's going to sound familiar, but uh, it's done very well. And uh, it's good to hear some some cool stuff like this coming out of Brazil. And since this, this, this is their debut uh, release, I'm sure they're just going to refine their sound and get even better as time goes on. So here we go off of last year's EP, He Whose Name Was Long Forgotten. This is Fossilization with Blight Cathedral.
There we go. That was Fossilization from Brazil with Blight Cathedral. Um, yeah, it's definitely like familiar. We've heard a kind of a, a surge of, uh, of bands kind of doing that style of death metal. But um, I just wanted to play it because it's a pretty strong EP and the fact that it's from Brazil. You just don't typically hear this style coming from Brazil. This is something that I associate more with, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before, the old New Zealand uh, death metal scene kind of... Uh, is kind of what started that, I think, as far as kind of bringing back that style where it's just very thick and covered in echo and low vocals and just very primitive. Uh, but yeah, it's cool to hear that coming out of Brazil. All right, we're going to Sweden here. This is a three-piece band, been around since 2020. Um, I've kind of been following their progress as they were a brand new band and just kind of like recording demo pre-production stuff and then they were in the studio and now they're finally about to release the record and they're, they released a single. The band is called Iron Master and the reason I kind of follow them at all is because there's a couple of guys in the band uh, whose work I've been a fan of for a while now. Um, one is the current drummer for Dark Funeral, who's, I think his first name is Yanni, J-A-N-N-E, but his last name is Yaloma, J-A-L-O-M-A, and I think that's just his last name is basically what he uses as his stage name in Dark Funeral, but he's an excellent drummer, um, and I'm actually really looking forward to that new Dark Funeral that's coming out, uh, in, in the early parts of 2022, because it'll be their first album with him on drums, and I'm, uh, I'm eager to kind of hear what he's going to bring to the table for them. But yeah, so it has him on drums and then um, Jonas uh, Kjellgren on guitars. And he, I've been a fan of his work. He was in Sentinex on a couple of albums that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, he was a member of Carnal Forge for a while there. And I forget who they have on vocals. I meant to write that down, uh, but they have just kind of a standalone vocalist right now. So I think Jonas Kjellgren does all the guitars and bass um, on this release. But um, really, it's just kind of right in line with his, like, Carnal Forge type stuff, where it's it's thrash uh, first and foremost, but it has some kind of death metal elements in there as well. Very high energy. The drumming is excellent. The vocals are great, too. I really need to look up who the vocalist was. I'll do that, and I'll let you know after the song's finished. But, um, but yeah, this single is uh, is some definitely some quality thrash, so I'm, I'm anxious to hear the full album. The album's called Thy Ancient Fire. And that's coming out on February 11th uh, of this year. I don't believe they're signed. Um, they're just going to release it independently. And that um, they haven't done a demo or an EP or anything like that. This is just straight in. They recorded this full length and they're going to release it. I'm sure it'll get picked up by somebody. But as of now, they're shown as not being signed. But uh, they released the first single off of this very recently. And uh, it's good. Very solid thrash. Great guitar playing. I mean, Jonas has always been a good guitar player, but yeah, the drumming is kind of the highlight here for me. Uh, so here we go. Off of their upcoming album, Thy Ancient Fire, this is Iron Master with The Unbreathing. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, there we go. That was Iron Master from Sweden with The Unbreathing. Um, definitely looking forward to that full length. I imagine it's going to be pretty high intensity, pretty up-tempo. Because, I mean, with a drummer like that, why would you not? But, uh, all right, we're going to go back to the USA here out of California, a band that's been around since 2014 that, frankly, I had never heard of until this year. Um, the band is called Our Place of Worship is Silence. Very long band name, but... It's pretty good. It definitely um, reminds me of another California-based band uh, called Vastum, V-A-S-T-U-M. Um, but it's that very primitive, very dissonant death metal. It kind of falls in line with what we just heard a couple songs ago from Fossilization. It's kind of in that same style. Uh, but they do some pretty good variety with their tempos, and the breaks within their songs are, uh, I think, well executed. Like they're, The timing of them is uh, where they need to be to keep the songs interesting. There's nothing that really goes on for too long um, that starts to make you feel bored or anything like that. But um, they just released their third record in August of 2021 called Disavowed and Left Hopeless through Translation Lost Records. And um, it got some pretty good praise um, towards the end of the year here, so I checked it out. And it's pretty good. It's not my favorite um, of this style. I mean, I've listened to a lot of stuff in this style now at this point, but um, I kind of have my favorites in this isn't quite one of them, but they do a good job of it. It's still pretty solid. Um, but like I said, it's definitely like on par with what we just heard from uh, from Fossilization there. So hope you like some good, dense, dark, <laughs> reverb-covered death metal, because you're getting another dose of it right now. So off of their third album, Disavowed and Left Hopeless, this is Our Place of Worship is Silence with Covenant of the Fallen.
there we go that was our place of worship is silence from california with uh, covenant of the fallen pretty cool stuff we're gonna stay in the usa here but we're going back to the east coast to new jersey this band's been around since 2014 and i actually played something off of their debut uh, which i enjoyed quite a bit um, a couple years ago the band is called hath h-a-t-h and their debut was called of rot and ruin and uh, i thought that was an excellent record and they're going to be coming out with their second album on march 2nd of this year uh, the album is called all that was promised and they've released one single off of it so far it's going to be released through willow tip records who also released the debut um, but the new single is great it picks up right where the last album left off it's just some really solid blackened death metal and um to me it's among some of the best of this style that's coming out of the usa right now um so yeah i mean that's i guess that's pretty high praise i don't know i don't know what it means coming from me but i'm sure i haven't heard quite a bit of stuff in this country as well so there might be something better out there who knows but as far as what i've heard this is uh some of the strongest of this style coming out of america these days so yes uh, if you haven't heard the debut, I highly suggest you go back and check it out. They also did an EP back in 2015 that was decent as well, but that debut was, was really solid. So, Off of their upcoming album, All That Was Promised, this is Hath with Kenosis.
All right, there we go. That was Hath from New Jersey with Kenosis. Uh, we're going to move on to Germany now. We haven't been to Germany yet in this episode. This is a legendary thrash band, been around since 83, and they're kind of part of that German Big Four. Uh, those bands being Tankard, um, Destruction, Sodom, and Creator. I'm playing something by Destruction, and this is their 15th album because I'm excluding, they have a couple of albums of just like re-recordings of old songs, so I'm kind of excluding those two. Uh, so 15 albums of purely original material. Uh, they're going to be releasing this new album called Diabolical on April 8th, so it's still a ways off. Uh, that's through Napalm Records. It's their first uh, being released by Napalm Records. I believe they were on Nuclear Blast for their last handful of albums. But uh, yeah, they've made the switch, and uh, Napalm seems to be really pushing uh, this album quite heavily already. So um, Destruction, I'm sure, is pretty happy with uh, their new label and the attention that they're being given. But... Um, they released a single that I actually played on uh, an episode not that long ago called State of Apathy, and that song is going to be on uh, this album. I wasn't sure if it would be or not, if it was a standalone thing or going to be on an EP, but it is going to be on this uh, full length. And they just released the second uh, single and music video for the title track called Diabolical. Pretty cool video, but what makes this album interesting is that um, Mike... Sifringer, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, he's been the guitarist all along uh, in the band, and he quit this year, and it was one of those things where he, they, they didn't come right out and say it, but they just kind of said there were some things behavior-wise um, and substance-wise that were causing an issue in the band, and he was basically instructed that he needs to straighten his ass out or he can't be in the band anymore. And I guess he was a bit stubborn uh, and resistant to that. So he kind of stepped away on a hiatus. And then they just kind of didn't hear from him after that. And they kept trying to reach him and email him and call him. And he wouldn't reply. So they just kind of carried on writing without him for this new album. And then they finally, once the writing was pretty much done for an album's worth of material, they said, listen, dude, you're either in or we're going to the studio and you're just not going to be part of this anymore. So he finally agreed that, uh, yeah, maybe it's time I just step out. So he's out after decades, you know, uh, of being the guitarist and destruction. He's, uh, he's out of there. And, um, they've recruited another guitar player because for a long time they were a three piece. And then a few years back for the last album, they recruited a second guitar player. So they were a four piece again for the first time since the eighties. And, um, so yeah, now they still have two guitar players, but uh, it's just weird to not have Mike be a part of it anymore. But So I'm anxious to hear what this new album sounds like. Um, evidently Mike did, you know, of course, contribute song-wise, songwriting, but he wasn't the main songwriter. I guess that was Schmeier, the bass player and vocalist, kind of uh, has taken the reins with that over the years. So he swears that it's not really going to sound that much different, but we'll see uh, once this full album is released. So... Here we go, off of their upcoming album, Diabolical. This is Destruction with Diabolical.
Well, I don't know what happened to the very end of that. I must have somehow gotten a version of this song that was kind of cut off or faded down before the actual end of the song, but the end of the song was like five seconds after that, so you didn't miss anything. I don't know what the hell happened there, though. Um, but yes, that was Destruction with Diabolical. It's a really strong song, but they do kind of rip off their own riffs in that one. Like, there's a few, there's a few riffs in there that sound almost identical to some riffs from some of their classics from the 80s. But, um, eh, I mean, Megadeth still does it all the time. Nobody seems to care. Alright, let's move on here. This is a two-piece band from Finland. Been around since 2010. The band is called Curse Upon a Prayer. And they do have a, uh, a drummer that serves just as a live member, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty much just a vocalist and then a guitar player who, I guess, handles the bass as well on these recordings. But, um... But yeah, they just released their third record in 2020, April of 2020. It was their first in five years. Um, the record's called Infidel, and that came, came out through Saturnal Records. But it's good black metal, and it's got pretty good production as well. Um, but the thing I like about it is that it doesn't sound like all the other Finnish black metal bands. Because, I mean, they all start to kind of sound the same between Horna and Sargeist, and Baptism, and Behexen, they all have a very similar sound, and it all kind of runs together, in my mind at least, uh, after a while, but uh, this band is different, it's kind of, I can't really straight up, like, compare them to another band, they're not <laughs> doing anything super original here, but there's just not a comparison that's jumping out in my head, but, um, but yeah, as I said, that's just one of the things that I like about them, is that they kind of stand out from the rest of that, uh, that Finland scene, but uh, I have not heard the first two albums. I've only listened to this one. I'm not even sure how I came across it, but it's pretty good. It's pretty strong. I just like the production of it. Speaking of production, I meant to say with that Destruction song, I hate that snare sound. Um, their drummer these days is Randy Black, who used to play in Annihilator for years. He's from Canada, uh, so he played in Annihilator and then he moved to Germany and he was the drummer for Primal Fear for a long time and then he joined up with a couple other bands like just briefly and then he got landed this gig in destruction and he seems to be uh enjoying himself there but yeah the snare sound was pretty shitty so that's a little disappointing but anyways the production on this record i enjoy quite a bit i think it suits the material really well so here we go off of their third album infidel this is curse upon a prayer with taste ye the penalty of burning
right, that was Curse Upon a Prayer from Finland with Taste Ye the Penalty of Burning. Again, that record's called Infidel, came out in 2020. Really good record. I need to check out the first two, I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but um, but I really like this one a lot. Um, okay, we're going back to, well, I'll, I'll say Germany here. Um, really, it's kind of an international band. Um, a couple of members are... German and one is from Austria and the other one is in the UK He's from Spain but lives in the UK so they're kind of all over the place here been around since 2020 the band is Obsidious and Obsidious is basically a band that um, was formed after basically the whole band of Obscura minus the singer quit all at the same time so now Obscura has like a whole new lineup and just released their newest album called uh, A Valediction and it's a really good record and this band Obsidious is all the other members that quit Obscura and they've recruited a new singer and I really didn't know what to expect because um, I really don't know what direction they were wanting to go like what it was about Obscura that they felt like was holding them back because Obscura is pretty um, it covers a lot of territory as far as genres and things like that so I you'd figure that might be uh, um, a pretty free environment, but evidently the singer and rhythm guitar player uh, is kind of the dictator of Obscura, so they felt like they couldn't really express themselves much uh, in the songwriting department. So they started Obsidious, and Rafael Trujillo, the guitar player, is such an exceptional guitar player that I was nervous that it was going to be way over the top technical, and their first single, Iconic, was exactly that, and I did not like it at all. It was uh, clearly a Rafael song, and it was super technical and it was exclusively clean vocals and this vocalist his name is Javi Pereira um, he's the singer for a band called Juggernaut um, he's from Spain and he lives in the UK I had never really heard of him but he he was doing all these clean vocals and it was in a real high register and it just didn't work well with the music to me I just I came away feeling really disappointed because they're all such really good musicians and it was just nothing really memorable about it to me and it was impressive from a performance standpoint but nothing super memorable there but they released this second single their album they haven't released a title it might just be self-titled uh, in the end I'm not sure but um, they haven't released a, a, a date for when the full album's coming out, but they released this second single on uh, November 30th of 2021. Uh, the album's coming out through Season of Mist. But the single's called Sense of Lust, and they released it as a single and a music video. And this one was written by Linus, uh, the bass player, and it's much more simple and straightforward. Uh, very catchy, very heavy, and it's like exclusively um, extreme vocals this time around. And his voice for extreme vocals is excellent. I thought he was great. So it's like, give me more of that. I don't want <laughs> the stuff from the iconic uh, single. Give me more of this, because this was great song structure, memorable song, great vocals. Um, it's just night and day from the first single in, for me. I, I really like this one a lot. So off of their as now untitled uh, upcoming album, this is Obsidious with Sense of Lust.
Alright, there we go. That was Obsidious with Sense of Lust. Really cool song. Great vocals on that one. Um, I still suggest that you check out that first single, Iconic, just so you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. But uh, really, this second single uh, is where it's at for me. I'm hoping for more of that uh, on the album. Um, okay, we're going to the UK here. At one point, this was kind of more of an international project. Um, it may still be, honestly, I'm just not really familiar with, uh, the current members of this band, but the band is Code, and, um, they first kind of came into my consciousness with their second album, uh, called Resplendent Grotesque, that came out in 2009, and that was for a couple of reasons, really, it was, uh, I knew that it had a couple of the guys from Dordheim's Guard, uh, it had Vikotnik and Kvost, um, in the band, and they, on that album, just as a session member, they had uh, Adrian Erlinson, who of course was best known for his time with uh, At the Gates and Cradle of Filth, and it was a cool record, that second one. Uh, I went back after that and checked out the debut and enjoyed the debut very much as well, but they lost me with um, the third album, <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny how they kind of drew me in with the second album and then they released the third album and I was like, eh, it's not very good. So I just kind of didn't pay attention after that, and uh, I knew that Vikotnik had left, and Gvost had left, and Adrian Erlinson, you know, was just a session member. I think they were supposed to have Asgir Mikkelsen from Borknagar as a member, but then he kind of backed out um, and didn't end up joining. But they continued on, and as I said, I kind of lost interest, uh, and it wasn't until just basically a few weeks ago, uh, a friend of mine, this guy Tim, posted his kind of end of the year uh, best albums of 2021 list and he kind of did like a little miniature review with each one of them and he mentioned this new album from Code and uh, it's called Fly Blown Prince and it came out in June of 2021 through Dark Essence Records. It's their fifth one overall and this was their first one in six years um, with the last album being in 2015. So he kind of raved about it. He said it was a good return to form for them, and they kind of brought back some more aggressive uh, parts of their sound that they had kind of been neglecting on the last couple of records. So he spoke highly of it, so I told him that I had kind of written them off after album number two, and um, he said, well, it's worth a listen. You should go check it out. So I did, and while I don't find it to be as good as the first two records, I think it's definitely better than records uh, three and four for sure. This is definitely a step in the right direction and I was pretty pleasantly surprised. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, as I said, I don't really know who the who is in the band these days. Um, but it's it's certainly a return to form. It's definitely the step in the right direction that they that they needed. So off of 2021's Fly Blown Prince, this is Code with Scold's Bridal.
Alright, that was Code from the UK with Skull's Bridle. Uh, if you're not familiar with what a Skull's Bridle is, it also was known as a Witch's Bridle, um, you should Google it. Uh, it's a kind of a medieval torture device, basically, uh, geared towards women whose uh, speech or behavior was considered to be offensive or unbecoming. And it was basically meant to... it didn't really hurt anybody, but it was just kind of this iron muzzle, basically, that they would put on your face to basically humiliate you more than anything else. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> um, Alright, we're jumping back to the USA here, out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, from the very fertile death metal grounds of Florida in the early 90s. This band formed in 92. It was very short-lived. But they kind of have a cult following, um, and they released a quote-unquote classic album in the early 90s. The band is called Disincarnate, and they're probably best known for having James Murphy on guitar. Uh, James Murphy, of course, having been uh, a member of Death and uh, Obituary at one point, and then uh, being a long-time kind of off-and-on member of uh, Testament as well. Um, they only released one album, and that was in March of 1993. The album's called Dreams of the Carrion Kind, and it's kind of uh, got this cult status about it. Uh, they did a demo in 92, but that was it. They just had the demo, and then this album, and then they called it quits. And then kind of would reform here and there. Like, I don't know that they ever really officially quit. They just kind of dissolved and stopped doing anything. Um... But ever since, I'd say, probably the year 2000 or so, like whenever James Murphy's time in Testament was coming to an end, he kept teasing to the public that he had a bunch of material uh, that he was going to potentially record a second album for Disincarnate, maybe with some new members, um, and it's just never happened. So uh, he's, he's mentioned that several times, and it's just never really come to fruition. Um... But yes, as I said, the album's called Dreams of the Carrion Kind, and that was released through Roadrunner Records, and it's good. I mean, it, it really just kind of fits that typical mold of early 90s Florida death metal. Like, it's pretty good guitar work. I mean, of course, with James Murphy in there, um, the guitar work is really good. This kind of reminds me of, you know, how um, people got really into Ripping Corpse the band that had Eric Rutan on guitar when he was super young before he joined Morbid Angel. And it's kind of like that, like their early album that they had that I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's kind of got that kind of a following to it. It's just kind of got this uh, underground, you know, it's considered an underground gem. But uh, yes, here we go, off of Dreams of the Carrion Kind, this is Disincarnate with Stench of Paradise Burning. <laughs> Thank you. 
Disincarnate from Florida with Stench of Paradise Burning. Just looking at the timeline, this was March of 93. He must have joined uh, Testament like right after this because he, of course, participated on the album Low that came out in 94. But yeah, that Disincarnate album is really cool and the production's actually surprisingly uh, heavy and clear for the time. Uh, I'm not sure where they recorded that. Not sure if it was more a sound or someplace else, but it sounds good. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to Oslo, Norway here. This band features some uh, some legends of the scene, but this band has only been around since 2019. That band is Dold Vordens Naven, and they are an odd group. It features uh, Havard, the, uh, one of the original guitar players in Satyricon back in their demo days. Uh, he kind of helped them kind of get started and was playing second guitar and then kind of writing some of the early stuff and then left before I think he left before the debut was recorded but I'm not sure if he still participated in some fashion uh, with Satyricon's debut I could be wrong but um, but yeah he had been very much kind of out of the the scene 
for years and years, and um, I actually first was was clued into this band by listening to the Thomas Erickson podcast, of course, him being the singer and guitar player in Mork, and he just interviews people from the Scandinavian, you know, black metal scene, um, and he interviewed Havard, and he was actually sharing that he was forming this band and, you know, working on new material and hoping to release something soon. Like, he had done an EP, I think, at that point in 2019 uh, with this project, but had talked about wanting to do the full length soon, and then now here it is. It just got released on uh, November 12th of 2021 through Lupus Lounge. The album's called Molkere, which means darker. Um... And it's good. It's it's really weird. It's not a straight-up black metal album or anything like that. It's very kind of progressive, if you will. There's elements of black metal in there. It's kind of in line with a band like Arcturus, but less uh, festive. I don't know <laughs> what word to use there. But it's definitely unique. Um, it's something that, you know, each time you listen to this album, you'll probably kind of uh, hear something new and something else to appreciate. But um, it's not necessarily my cup of tea from start to finish, but there are some really cool moments on this album. I know a lot of people have just really fallen in love with it. I know Cody, my bandmate, uh, he listed it on his end of the year best of 2021 list. Um, so yeah, it's really striking a chord with a lot of people. So uh, I do like this song. Pro this one's probably my favorite off of it. Um, maybe just because it's a little more straightforward and I can get into it a little easier than some of the others, but... Yes, this is a very unique album and worth uh, worth a listen for sure. So, off of their debut album, Moikare, this is Dold Vorde und Naven with Arvesinden.
Dold Voldans Navin with Arva Sinden. Um, I'm sure you can hear what I mean, that it's kind of uh, progressive in nature and a lot of different elements going on in there. It's a really interesting record. Um, also, sorry for, I guess, the last couple of uh, song intros there. I had some kind of fuzz going in the background and um, wasn't sure if that was just my headphones or if that was actually going to tape and it seems like it was going to tape so I'm guessing I might have a bit of a mic cable kind of on the fritz here but I was able to basically just manipulate it until the fuzz stopped <laughs> so hopefully it will stay uh, where it needs to be for the rest of this episode but sorry about that it's Bush League man alright we're going to India here. Don't say that too often. This band's been around since 2019, and uh, they're unsigned. They're called Lesath, which is L-E-S-A-T-H. And uh, they released a debut album in 2020, which I have not heard, but um, I heard good things about this second record. I can't remember where I first heard of it. 
and I heard it earlier in the year and then kind of forgot about it and then just kind of came across it more recently you know and I just remembered that I enjoyed it when I first listened to it so I went back and listened again and uh, I still really like it um, it's black metal but it's very big and epic and just expansive is the word that I can kind of use for that because it really just does feel you just kind of picture a big open grand landscape when you listen to it um, but it is pretty melodic uh, the vocals are interesting the riffing is interesting really but the songs a little bit on the long side uh, some of their stuff is pretty long but um, they each of their songs is kind of a, a journey of sorts but um, yeah expansive is the word that I would definitely use uh, to describe their sound so yes, if you have not heard of them, as I'm sure many people probably have not, uh, I suggest you check this out. Uh, check it out on their band camp and uh, support this band, man. We don't usually get too many uh, cool bands like this coming out of uh, you know countries like India. Any, I, I've tried to play as many as I can that come from places where you wouldn't expect it, you know. But um, anyways, this album is called Heavenless, came out in February of 2021, and it was released uh, just digitally, independently. So, uh, yeah, all the more reason to, you know, share it if you like it and just kind of get some more eyeballs pointed towards their Bandcamp page and maybe that'll result in them getting signed by uh, a small label or something like that. You never know. So I'm going to play the title track here. So off of their second album, Heavenless, this is Lesath with Heavenless.
Alright. There we go. That was Lasath from India with Heavenless. Uh, I really like their stuff. I really like that second album. Um, yeah, it, it's it's worth your time. So find the Bandcamp page. Check it out uh, if you dig it. And I suggest you uh, buy the digital album and support the band. Alright, we're going to the USA once again. Lots of American bands on this episode. This one is a three-piece band out of Boston, Massachusetts. Been around since 2012, and frankly, I've never heard of them until this year. Um, I started seeing them on some lists of the best black and thrash of the year. And some were just straight up like best thrash albums. And uh, the band's called Black Mass, which is not the most original of names, but kudos to them for snagging it before anybody else did, although I'm sure there's plenty of other bands called Black Mass out there that I've just never heard of. But yes, they released their third album this year in September called Feast at the Forbidden Tree, and it has a really cool cover. And I just started seeing it on some lists, and I was like, well, I've never heard of that one, because most of the other ones on the list I've heard of. Uh, but I had not heard this one, so I checked it out. And it's really cool. It's pretty filthy, you know. Pretty straightforward, nasty thrash. Uh, some pretty rough vocals. They kind of have, not so much in this song that I'm about to play, but uh, on this record there's a lot of nods to Venom uh, in their sound, which is really cool. So yeah, they're certainly not reinventing the wheel here, but they just do it really well. And I think that's kind of the general consensus for people who have reviewed it or put it on their lists as well. They just kind of, it's just one of those records where if you're in the mood for it, it hits the spot. <laughs> so without further ado, off of their third album, Feast at the Forbidden Tree, this is Black Mass with Nothing is Sacred.
there we have it. That was Black Mass from Boston with Nothing is Sacred. It really is good stuff. I mean, whenever you're in the mood for some just kind of nasty thrash, which uh, is fairly often for me, <laughs> that's definitely right up my alley. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to be giving that album uh, some more spins in the near future. All right, it is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. Uh, but first, I want to, of course, thank all of you for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And the entire catalog of episodes is uh, also available on Spotify, so please find it there and follow it. Um, and if you have any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. Um, and what else? So yes, please find and follow the Facebook page because any sort of like news or updates or poll questions for you, the audience or anything like that, uh, it's all going to be posted there. I will be posting uh, a question fairly soon regarding what I should do for my theme for episode 110. So be on the lookout for that. You can uh, chime in with what you'd like to hear. Yes, I've already got not all of my bands and songs picked for episode 109 just yet, but I'm, uh, I'm almost there, and I expect to have it out on time in two weeks. So be on the lookout for that as well. All right, let's finish strong here. We're going to go to Stockholm, Sweden here. This band has been around since 93. Some consider it a solo project, but there's been other members in there for, you know, fairly extended periods of time, but most view it as a solo project. That band is Funeral Mist, and they just very unexpectedly released a new album uh, on December 17th. Um, they did this with the last album too, just kind of dropped it out there out of nowhere. Like they gave maybe two, three days notice and just said, come in this Friday, <laughs> this, this, this album's coming out. And they kind of did the same thing, um, for this one, like the day before there was a, a post on the Marduk, um, Facebook page that just kind of said, had a picture of the front cover for this Funeral Mist album and it had a release date of like the next day. And that was it. So it was like, holy shit, okay. Uh, I guess there's a new Funeral Mist album coming out. But um, the last album from 2018, Hecatum, at least that's how I pronounce it. I'm not sure if that's even correct. But um, that is my favorite of their discography. I mean, Salvation is such a strong album, and it was such a big statement album to kind of announce their arrival. Um, and that was the... Uh, oh, was that the... That was the debut, because the previous one, Devilry, was an EP. That wasn't a full length, that's right. So I had the EP in 98, and then Salvation was in 2003, and I was still in high school. I remember when I heard that, and I was pretty blown away by it. Um, and then Maranatha was the second album in 09. And uh, yeah, like like I said, there was nine years went by, and everybody just kind of figured, well, I guess Funeral Mist is done, and then just out of nowhere, they dropped that album. And it was so good. And then they did that again with this new one. The new album is called Deiform. And as I said, that came out on December 17th through Norma Evangelium Diaboli Records. And it kind of picks up where the last one left off. I don't like it quite as much, but I haven't given it too many spins yet. I've only listened to it twice, but I do like it a lot. I think that his vocals have kind of dropped off a little bit. They're not bad, but they're just not as otherworldly. I mean, the vocals on Salvation, what he's doing with his voice, 
the way he contorts his voice on that album and on the first few Marduk albums on which he sang um, is just, there's nobody else like it. Now, he's still a very strong vocalist, but it's much more of a of an ordinary black metal vocal. You know what I mean? He's not doing as much with his voice. Um, but I'm going to play a song off of this album that to me is uh, is kind of head and shoulders above the rest. There's some really good songs on this album, but this one kind of is a definite shining moment here. So uh, if you're unaware that this album came out, I'm sure there's still several people that haven't noticed that this album has come out yet. Um, check it out. It's really good. Um, so here we go. I'll see you guys in two weeks with episode 109. Be on the lookout for my uh, questions for you guys, the audience, on my Facebook page um, in the near future. So yes, here we go. Off of the new album Deaform, this is Funeral Mist with Children of the Urn. Cheers. Yeah.